Uh, my name book and it's any he he he. You see how much it, much time it costs us when you don't eat what you're supposed to eat. What is it? Gummy bears. I didn't have any gummy bears. I'm trying to get candy. Nobody gave me candy today. Can we just listen to what it sounds like? My name is Mrs. Melanin. And I'm Belief Mel. And we're here with episode 126 of How, How Married Are, Are You? you? Uh, my name Belief, this is Yvette, and we've been married 12 years. Jim in California, we got four kids. Relationships are scary, scary and it's very necessary scary. that we share our love of struggles Juggles. and we ask how, how married are you? Every week on a Thursday, shawty. If you're listening, you're in the wedding party. It's okay if you want to put your hands up. You got the questions, we got the answers. It's chocolate baby story time. Chocolate baby story time. It's, it's chocolate, chocolate baby, baby story time. One, two, three, and... You were a little bit offbeat. I, 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 did you hear yourself? I did. I couldn't get the it's. I usually start with it's. And I didn't. I just said chocolate baby story time. All right. Now, I'm not asking for much. I'm not asking you to dance. I just need you to stay on beat for that one part. I love you so much. Do you? No one knows how much I love you. No, never know. No one. Ever. Um... <laughs> Including me. All right, go ahead. Chocolate baby story time. Okay, I have a chocolate baby story time. I'm actually gonna change mine's up. Mine up. Ooh. Um. So yesterday, I was washing Anaya's hair, and every time I wash Anaya's hair, Uzi is like very intrigued by it, and he's either like on a stool next to me while I'm doing it, or something. Is there something in my glasses right here? No. Um. Anywho, I was washing Anaya's hair, and he goes, "Mom." Can I, can you wash my hair? And I was like, maybe when we give you a bath, buddy, because I had too much going on, didn't have time to do all that. And next thing you know, Uzi is standing right outside the bathroom, the downstairs bathroom. And he goes, I peed on myself. <laughs> and then Lexi gets over there and he's like, can I take a bath? And I was like, oh, my goodness. He mm. peed on himself. On purpose. On purpose so he could have to take a bath so that we would have to wash his hair. That's wild. Isn't that like the a three-year-old? Mm -hmm. Just he, he he just did all that all up in his head, y'all. Mm -hmm. That's great, man. That's, he knows what he wants. Yeah, he knows what he wants. But, yeah. you know, there are better ways. Go play in the mud. Well, I just I wonder what was he thinking that time when he peed on the floor and blamed it on Lily? <laughs> I don't understand. Something's up with that kid. I don't yeah. know. Um, there's a couple things that happen. <clears throat> you know, I would say that today when you dropped me off at the, at the job today, mm -hmm. and I was like, Uzi's about to cry. Mm. Before we even got there, I was like, Uzi's about to cry. So I was like, this is the first time we've been in a car and I've gotten out and like, I was gone. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so I tried to make it better for him. But that wasn't my chocolate baby story time. Uh, the other morning, man, Theo was tripping. This dude, like, freaking, you know, like, late at night, this dude's like, yeah. Uh, uh, oh, no, no, early in the morning, he's like, yo, can I? Uh... No, he just started skating. He was skating in the house, like rollerblades, walking up the stairs in rollerblades. And it was so loud. And I was like, bro, are you insane? 
You know, actually, I said, this was my voice. It was like this. It was like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> what I, exactly what I said to him. I was so angry because I was like, why are you doing that? But, you know, he, he decided that he wanted to skate in the house. I was not okay with it. And uh, I think he's getting a little bit like too big for his britches. Oh, my goodness. Because, yeah. I mean, there's, let me save that chocolate baby story time for another time. Yeah, he's been starting to like talk back and all that. So, and I'm just kind of, I have to look at him like, say, say to me again what you said again. And like, I talked to him like, hey, but like, usually I'm like, hey, that, hey, buddy, how's it going? You okay? I start to talk to him like, I'm straight from Baltimore. Like, no, what you just say right now, right now, what you say to me right now? Say it again. Like, it's like I'm talking to him with, like, the cuts of, like, I have I need the answer to my question so fast. I don't even have time to be oh polite. Oh, my gosh. It's like I'm talking to him. He's right off the street. Hey, my man, knock it off. I think all the kids are driven, to be real. Like, all of them. So only like, normal one right somebody... now is Uriah. <laughs> because. Because his <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I love you, buddy. Yeah, if you yeah, ever yeah. listen to this, no, I love you. Raya is definitely shining right now. <laughs> All right. So what are we talking about today, babe? How you married a people pleaser. Yes, I married a people pleaser. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you. Okay, so calm the, down. Yeah. Enthusiasm, take it down like five notches. Okay. 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 So, um, Okay, so we were sitting there and we were talking about your chiropractic experience. <laughs> Yvette's got a chiropractor situation. She goes there and... So, yeah. So, okay, guys. I signed up. They got me. There's this company... They always get her. <laughs> well, I've been having hip issues. It's been really bad. So I was going to get my nails done and next door to the nail place was like this chiropractic place. And I was like, you know what, let me just go in here and see if they can do anything for me. I went in there and I had them examine me or whatever. And then they couldn't really do anything about my hip. They suggested I go get an MRI, which I did. And it came back all normal, which is money spent. I don't know. Anywho. Um, and so I signed up for this thing where you get like so many chiropractic appointments a month and they made it like it's it just made sense to me. Does it make sense to you, like, that expense? I, I don't know. I don't treat myself that because way. Because I think that people, like, those are the type of things that we take for granted. Yes. And we don't necessarily, like, like, I feel like even going to the chiropractic appointments has made me more mindful of when I'm slouching. Like, when I'm supposed to be sitting up straight versus, like, what I'm doing now. Mm -hmm. um, but anywho... So I got those appointments. When I got there, there was these two lovely women that seemed like they were the ones that are there all the time. And it kind of goes between them to get the they already put the front. They always put the pretty ones up front. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so my first several appointments, it was either one or the other woman. Well, this last week I went and there was this man there. And I'm like, all right, okay, it's a man. You know, I'm not discriminating against man. I was thinking, okay, maybe this is going to be a little bit more intense. I get a little bit more pressure, a little bit more ankles and cracks and whatever. And so he touches me mm. and I'm like, and this is no diss to any of you guys who struggle with this, but I am wondering like, you know, maybe you can be mindful of your professions. Mm. <laughs> maybe I should take that back. Maybe I'm not being sensitive. I'm so sorry. I apologize for all the unpolitically correct things that I have said and am about to say, but this man had sweaty palms. Mm. You know how like some people just have like sweaty palms? Yeah. Just it stays like that. There's nothing they can do. They can dry their hands off and it's just sweat. 
clam yams right? is called, I think. Is it called that? Yeah. So anyways, he's he like, at first when he's on my back, it doesn't matter because, you know, I can't feel it. It's on my material, on the clothing. But then he like starts to touch my neck and do the thing. And I'm just like, oh, no. And then you know how you're a black woman and you're like your hair and if it gets moist. Oh. <laughs> he. <laughs> he had to touch, you know, parts of my hair. I'm like, oh, come on. Anywho, it was a whole mess. But anyway, so then the next day, and the next time I went in after that, he was there again. I was like, oh, no, where is the girl? And the girl was in the back helping somebody else. And I was like, please come out. Please come out. She did not come out. I got the guy. And so I was telling Glenn, I was like, you know, I think I'm just going to go to a different location. Yeah, she was willing to <laughs> drive like several miles. It's not. I mean, the one that we I go to is near our home. And the other one is near our office. Yeah. So it's not really that big of a deal. Yeah. But So she was willing to change locations instead of just saying, hey, you know, I need to be with a different person. I'd rather choose someone else if that's okay or whatever. But the interesting thing was she was making the kids lunch last <laughs> night. And I'm, she's sitting there and she's kind of going away doing a lunch thing and... um. She goes, oh, man, these people at the deli, they didn't separate the cheese. Okay, so you know how, like, I don't know if y'all get your cheese from the deli, but they're supposed to put, like, the plastic between, like, every three slices or something like that, right? They're supposed to organize it. Whoever cut the cheese... (laughs) (laughs) Can you tell I was a middle school teacher? Yes. (laughs) Whoever sliced the cheese the last time, I wasn't paying attention when I picked it up from the deli. And they just put all the cheese slices on top of each other. Yeah. And so when I took them, when I went to go like take them apart, it's like you have to, it's a whole science it's like experiment. Yes. Yeah, like it was ridiculous. So Yvette was like, I'm going to go back <laughs> to the deli and take this back because they didn't put the slices, the, the plastic in between, between the cheese or the paper. And the thing about it is that every time I go and I say, hey, can you please put the plastic between the slices? They look at me like, duh. And whoever yeah. was behind the counter that day, they didn't get the memo. Yeah. So anyway, I'm like, how come the people pleasing from the chiropractor doesn't apply to the person that makes the cheese? <laughs> and she was, and it was just like this interesting thing because Yvette was like, I don't know. And then right before we walked in here, Yvette was stuck in a conversation. Oh my God. <laughs> and she was trying to get off the phone, but she couldn't get it off the phone. And all she had to do was say, Thank you so much. I have to go now. But she just couldn't. She waited till the person exasperated uh, everything they had to say and did every thought on their mind. And I was just like, oh, man. And I was giving Yvette some outs. I walked (laughs) past the door. (laughs) Banging on the door. (laughs) She could have said, oh, my gosh, I have a guest here. Or the president is here. She could have said anything. I didn't know. And she just was sitting there like... I think they need to create a script or a card that I can have in my pocket or something that says, this is what you say (laughs) when you're caught in a conversation you don't want to be in. Because that happens to me all the time. Yeah. And I'm not, I don't want to give anyone the wrong message because I will talk to people like, but there's sometimes when it's just not convenient for me. Yeah. And I got to go. Do you remember that one time? (laughs) This is another way. Oh, Lord. This, do you remember that one time that lady who... Was like, oh my gosh, our husbands get to, we can all get together and play oh disc my golf. God. Yvette was like, hey, 
this lady reached out to her and was like, hey, you know, our husbands, you know, we're, we live close by each other. Our husbands, can, we can all play disc golf together. And Yvette, instead of saying, uh, you know, maybe probably not, but thank you so much. We're busy, right? She goes to Instagram <laughs> and says, do you know how, like, someone reaches out to you and you don't really want to hang out with them, but you don't know what to say? No, 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 no. I said, you know how you make a connection with someone and then they're, like, trying to rope the husbands in? That's what I said. Yeah. And then I was like, and I already know that my husband's not interested, but I just kind of try to avoid for a while. <laughs> and guess who was following her on Instagram? The lady. It's crazy because I didn't know. I And then people, when I said that on Instagram, people kept replying, what if she's watching this? What if she's watching this? I was like, oh, she doesn't follow. She doesn't know who I am. Yeah. And show enough. She started laughing. <laughs> and every time I see her, it's always awkward. It's like, I don't uh, find it awkward at all. But yeah. we haven't hung out again. So yeah. there's that. Yikes. Anyway. <laughs> So today we're talking about what it's like being married to a people pleaser. And we've had some interesting discoveries uh, on this. So I married Yvette, a people pleaser. And um, do you know where your original like people pleasing came from? Mm-hmm. Where? My family of origin. Family of origin. It all goes back to them. Okay, so give me some examples of why <laughs> like, that came from there. I think that I don't, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. So I'm a middle child and I'm the only girl. And as like growing up, my brothers kind of wore the ones, you know. They were the ones? <laughs> wore the ones? They were the ones. The ones. What's up with you and correcting me how I speak on it's the some podcast? Words, it's some words that... I have decided there are pet peeves when you say them. When I say them? Yeah. It's crazy. Whenever you say the word, uh, you like were, it's always war. Or you'll say, it's another word that I'm just kind of like, oh my Lord. <laughs> she could just never say that in public. What word Babe, is it? it is crazy. I need to know what the word is. Oh, it's right on the tip of my tongue. It's, um, uh, I'll wait, wait, wait till I find it. Uh, oh, man. Oh, I can't remember. Oh like, my let's, let's keep moving forward. I'll figure it out, though. <clears throat> You'll probably say it today. And I'm like, that's it. <laughs> I'd be saying it every day and every day. You're like, oh, um, yes. cringing. Lord Jesus. Okay, so um, my brothers were the ones that typically um, brought attention to themselves. And it wasn't necessarily the positive kind of attention. Mm -hmm. And so I quickly found out that my parents didn't need all three of us bringing the negative attention to ourselves. So I was the one that tried to be like the positive attention one. <laughs> goody two-shoes. I wouldn't call me the goody two-shoes. And I actually struggle with this because I do acknowledge the fact that it is a family of origin issue or not even, I don't even know if it's so much an issue, but it's like a thing. Um, I'll, let me just back up a little quick. The other day I told Anaya, I was like, hey girl, like, I just, like, got down and looked at her in the eyes, and I was like, hey, I'm proud of you. And she's like, for what? And I said, nothing. I'm just proud of you. So I told her that, and she was like, for what? And I was like, just because. I'm just proud of you. And I realized, and I'm sure that my parents felt that way about me, and I got a lot of affirmation when I did things well. I got a lot of affirmation when I brought home good grades, when I performed well on you know, who knows what, you know, I just got that type of positive feedback then. And I know that my parents love me. I know that they're proud of me. 
and I'm sure maybe they said it outside of something that I did. And it was often attached to something that I did. Why are you? What are you doing? You just keep saying and and. Are you trying? Because I'm trying not to say but. Do me a favor. Drink. We are getting on each other's nerves today. It's not as bad as last. Yeah, drink some water. I can hear every time. My what? Yeah, I can just hear. Well, turn it down. Okay, love you. So we've been getting on each other's nerves for the past. I don't know how long it's been, but pretty consistently. Twelve years. (laughs) (laughs) Very good comeback. (laughs) Love it. Um. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm trying not to say but because I feel like when you say but, you disregard everything that you just said. That's like a, something I learned in therapy. I don't know. Okay. Yes. I've had family of origin issues. I, I believe that my people pleasing came from family of origin. I realized at a very young age that if I show up in a certain way for people, they it does it serves them well, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't know... It's just a thing I picked up on. Right. And I don't necessarily know how to combat it because I am looking at my oldest child and I see myself in him. I see his need to people please. And I I don't know. Like, I don't know if we've conditioned him that way or if it's just a personality thing. Because when I think about who I am and who I was as a child, I think the things that I did were genuine interest of mine. Mm -hmm. I do believe that at some point there was an unhealthy expectation Mm -hmm. that developed of myself, from myself, um, that Mm -hmm. I thought that I had to uphold because, you know, between my church family and, like, home, I do believe that sometimes there was, I was put on a pedestal. And for me, I was always afraid of the fall. And I was always afraid of letting people down. And so I believe it became a part of who I was, who I am. Yeah. And so sometimes, like, you know, things that, you know, we've gotten a few people reaching out to us and giving us their lists from, um, like, you know, the people they want to end up with, who they want to marry or whatever. Oh, yes. We get we got that list from people and we've been reviewing them and something on their list is like, you know, having good boundaries, right? And so what I think is dope is that I discovered that, like, Yvette definitely has had issues in the past with setting boundaries uh, with her fa- with her family, right, in, of origin. Would you say that's correct, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, I think that people-pleasing is a branch, right? And, like, on a tree, it's a branch, and then a family of, I mean, then uh, lack of boundaries is a branch off that tree, right? So, like, um, does that make sense? I think you mean uh, lack of boundaries is a branch off that branch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lack of boundary is a branch off the, the branch, branch of, of people pleasing, which mm-hmm. is on the tree of you or whatever. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And so, like, it it shows itself and it showed itself in a few ways in our marriage, where it's like you know, lack of boundaries, is, it's not because you don't care about me. It's because you're trying to make sure mm-hmm. these people feel loved. These people know that you value them or whatever. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's not that, um, and it even comes out like in our parenting where like, you know, um, there can be um, like differences that we have in parenting where the kids, you know, you're just trying not, you're just trying to keep the peace, you know what I'm saying? And please them and make them happy. 
And I don't parent from that place. I'm parent from like, look, <laughs> I understand that's your desire, and I, I appreciate that, but that's not what I'm concerned about right now. It's this, you know. And another way it's popped up in our relationship is, you know, early on, and Yvette does not do this anymore, um, and this was a thing for me where, um, you know, I had to be like, yo, don't deploy me, right? So, like, don't, um, like, if somebody hits Yvette up, and she doesn't even think, people don't hit her up and ask her for me, but Yvette would be like, oh, my gosh, my husband would, de- yeah, we'll, as a wedding gift, we'll DJ, my husband will DJ your wedding. And I was kind of like, mm. you know what I'm saying? And it popped up to where, like, Oh, you you think we're a people pleasing team, <laughs> and I'm a part of the squad that's down to please people. Like my only desire, right, mm. is to please Yvette, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But being married to someone who is a people pleaser and they're willing to please other people feels sometimes like rejection of my own feelings. So I'll be like, "Yo, like I don't want to do that," and Yvette's like, "Well, well, that's what we're gonna do." You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what we're doing. Like, that's the whole thing. Like, showing up at functions or, you know, I don't know. That's pretty much it. Like, showing up at functions or, like, uh, yeah, showing up at functions. I feel like is is a way that it's come on a lot because it's kind of mm-hmm. like, no, nah, I really don't. It's not that I don't want to go. It's just I don't. That's not what I'm doing, you know. Right. But I don't always. But here's the thing. It's like, do you think I'd rather be editing a video than being around people? You really want me to answer that question? Yeah, I want you to answer that. <laughs> uh, it depends. I don't know. It depends on if the video is something that is allowing you to be free or if it's a brand deal video. Well, it's to me, it's like, you know, if you if you had like a whole bunch of schoolwork to edit, mm-hmm. like say, or say you're, in, you're teaching mm-hmm. and you had a bunch of tests to edit and they were due you the mean next. correct? Whatever. <laughs> What? <laughs> Correct. I can't edit their answers and give them an A. What the heck? That's- I don't know. Whatever it is, man. I don't know. I hate school. Um, no, but um, correct, right? You have yeah. tests to mm-hmm. go over or to grade. grades to input. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, it's Jimothy's party today. Jimothy? <laughs> Do you want to come right now? What are you going to say? Your responsibility is to your job. If you say no... That's irresponsible to me. <laughs> if you say I'm not going, right, like that it sounds like a responsible decision to make. Oops. Would you say so? I mean, but I'm one of those, like, I would just do it in the, early in the morning before school starts or. To please the people mm-hmm. and sacrifice yourself, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Right. So that's where you and I differentiate and, yeah, that. Mm-hmm. Right, how you feeling? You feeling? Good? I'm feeling good. Okay. What are you saying? You look, I don't know, you're fidgety. I don't know. Oh. Just making sure you're good. I don't I don't want to feel like I'm beating beating you up or anything. I don't feel beat up. Good. Um Yeah, so I I was feeling like I was taught we were talking about this and I was like, you know, I feel like I'm doing better. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I'm doing better at, you know, protecting boundaries. I definitely still see things like sweaty palms guy. Um where it's like, okay, that's a people-pleasing thing, Yvette. Like, just speak up for yourself. But for me, it's kind of like, I don't know. I, and that's the thing. See how I said, but for me? That is me making an excuse 
as to why I don't speak up on behalf of myself. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, it's not that big a deal. And it's and it's always in my head, it's always, it's not that big a deal. I can adjust this and, you know, do whatever later. And um, yeah. So anywho, I was asking that I was like, hey, so are you seeing an improvement? Because I definitely think I've been working on it, like mm-hmm. whatever. And what did you say? I said that it's valuable for me to know. I think the improvement is you realizing that you do it. Mm-hmm. It's not like, because I think one thing that we can do is being like, I don't do that. It's. It, it, I think early on, it was literally so ingrained in you. You didn't even think there was an issue. Yeah. You were just like, yeah, but that's love. Like it was like yeah. acceptance, love was all tied into if you do, if you love this person, you're going to do what they say or you're going to be a part of the thing that they want you to be a part of. And I will say that like, and you know, this is actually something that I would say within the past two to three years that I've really come to terms with it being an actual issue. And I think that it comes like when we go back to the whole family of origin thing, like the fact that we had a village, you know, yeah, like the village that Growing we grew up. up, up a, yeah. Like when I grew up, there was like, you know, the aunts and uncles that weren't really your blood, but they were like your aunts and uncles. They still are. And they kind of just everybody just did everything and everybody just always showed up and everybody just went like I remember when I and this, I don't think this was a bad thing. I definitely think it was done in love. But I remember when I graduated from college so I graduated a semester before I was supposed to graduate because I was trying to do all the things, right? And so um, I wasn't able to walk with my class, my graduating class, because I was taking like the test to become a teacher in order to get into like the teaching credential. I don't know what I was doing. It was something. Oh, I was trying to get into Math for America, I think, which I did. I got in. So there you have it. Um, anywho, so then my village through a whole graduation Someone ceremony. Someone made a stage. And Mr. Vines, I'll call him out because he is like the OG. He made me a full-on stage, mm-hmm. which was like not necessary. <laughs> like I appreciate it. Was I it a surprise? It was like I didn't expect, I didn't know that was happening. I was just like, wow. They actually like made me a stage, had people sitting on the stage. Like it was a whole production, y'all. And it was beautiful. And it'll be something that I will will always remember and always be grateful for that, you know, because I think it was just a a generous act of love on their part. Super. For me. But I'm just thinking like Mr. Vines probably had so many other things to do. Mm. And he took the time to build me a stage for my graduation and that's the type of stuff that I would do because I I grew up. That's what people do. You just do what you got to do, no matter if it's inconvenient, no matter if it has you up until one o'clock in the morning, like whatever. You lose sleep, you lose whatever. You just do. And um, as beautiful as it was to be a recipient of all that love, <laughs> and sometimes like, and there were times even when we were married that I kind of inconvenienced myself for the village. Um, but... Yeah, I don't know. It just, it was a thing that we did and it was a display of love. It wasn't, it wasn't harmful. It didn't hurt anybody. It just made the other person feel loved. But when Glenn said, he was like, you know, it just helps that you um, acknowledge that you're a people pleaser. I looked up like what it means to be a people pleaser. And I found this article that I'll link 
below, but it's the Psychology Today article. Oh, like no, I wanted to say something else before that. Okay. Do you think that... Do you think you still would have felt loved had they not done that? Yes. I think that we want to make sure... Like, I, I think that was probably one of the biggest things in our marriage that it was like, that's how you always received, like, hey, I'm doing a good job. It's because I went over and beyond. And I'm kind of like, I was there and I was like, this seems very inconvenient. What? The graduation? Yeah. I was like, yo, this seems like excessive. <laughs> like, we're all there. And I'm like, this is for one person. This is crazy. <laughs> like, everybody's there. It was chairs. <laughs> You walked across the stage and like people like really like gave a speech. It was it was a lot. And I was like, wow, they're going above and beyond. And so when you marry me and you're like, what do you want for your birthday? And I'm like, nothing. That's hard because you were like, nah, it can't be. You want something. You just don't know what it is. I'll find it. You know, mm -hmm. and I think that's where our like some of our biggest issues were coming from was that you had grew up in this culture where it wasn't necessarily about people pleasing, but it was about finding a way to love someone beyond what they could do for themselves. Mm. And I was like, I don't want anybody to be inconvenienced ever. You know what I'm saying? And, the, and here's the thing about what you're saying is I don't think people were necessarily inconvenienced. I definitely think some people went far beyond what they needed to do, but I don't believe that like, I don't believe the event itself was an inconvenience. And I think that people were honored to even be invited to speak on the stage or whatever. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But yeah. Okay. So let's see if you can tell that you're a people pleaser. Okay. Let's see. We're going to, mm -hmm. you're going to look at this up. What is it? Psychology Today article mm -hmm. gives us 10 ways to know if you are a people pleaser. Let's look at them right now. You best going to read them. Number one, you pretend to agree with everyone. And now they have explanations on the article that I didn't, I could look it up. Yeah, we can actually uh, leave it in the show notes uh, and maybe put a link below the YouTube channel. Okay. Yeah, so people can look it up for themselves. Um, number two, you feel responsible for how other people feel. This one I felt deep down in my spirit um, because that is a lot of the times like why I do what I do is because I'm like, oh, they're going to feel a certain way if I don't. Or if I do, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so that one for me was like, oh, yeah, that's me all the way. You apologize often. I think I've gotten better at this, not doing that. You feel burdened by the things you have to do. Mm -hmm. You can't say no or you have a hard time. I can say no. I just have a hard time sometimes. That, I remember the breaking point with that with you when you were like, I don't want to go. And I was just like, say it. Just don't go. And it. It was sometime before COVID, but I remember like COVID was like, I don't have to go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I was so grateful for COVID. I had an excuse to say like, yes. you know, and it was a, all the play dates. Cause when I became a stay at home parent, I was now like available, you know? And then I had so many people and I feel like there were a lot of times that I accepted play date invitations that I, I knew I wasn't interested in that, but I did it because I knew it would be good for the children or because... I just wanted to be present for the mother. Well, here's the thing, too. It's like the opposite side of that is me being a stay-at-home father and not getting one mm -hmm. invitation to a play date. Besides, like, your friends would be like, hey, we're going to take the kids over here. And I'm like, I don't want to go. 
You just didn't want to go hang out with them. Yeah. No offense. I love them to death. But yeah. you know what I'm saying? It is like I'm hanging out with you and your husband's at work. I just didn't feel right to me. Mm-hmm. All right. So. Number. Six. Six. You feel uncomfortable if someone is angry at you. Very true. Okay. Um, Number seven. You act like the people around you. You act like the people around you. I didn't. So this one, I didn't necessarily like the way it was written. Like you act like the people around you. But I felt like for me, it shows up in the way that like, I know how to show up how you need me to show up. Mm-hmm. And I think I mastered that with my parents, with my brothers, like with friendships, with friendships, girl, like yeah. just, okay, you know. I'll be who you need me to be today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if I was having a low day, some people probably just wouldn't know because I'd just be like, hey, how you doing? Like I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. I don't need nobody. I'm just kidding. Um, you need praise to feel good. Words of affirmation has always been my love language. You go to great lengths to avoid conflict. That's true for me. Yeah. Yvette. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I can't even think of some of the ridiculous examples, but I know there are some ridiculous examples out there. I mean, well, you'll just like we'll be like, I'll be like, no, nah, we need to talk about this, and you go, just hug me. Oh, <laughs> and I'm like, no, we gotta talk, we gotta talk about it, and it's like we'll just hug, and then everything will be all over. And I'm like, no, that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. And then number ten, you don't admit when your feelings are hurt. Yeah. That is for sure. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. I'll get over it. It's okay. Yeah. It's not okay, but I'll I'll get over it. That's me all day, every day. Okay. So do you see any people pleasing in me? Yeah. Okay. So I, I have seen like Glenn is Glenn say, will say no to everybody and name mother and he will not care. It will not bother him. He'll be it so al- unbothered. And almost like, I'm like, are they going to ask me something? <laughs> oh my God. He's I waiting for wait them to, say to do no. it. No. Oh my gosh. And then I hate it if someone asks something of me and he's there because he will say no on my behalf. It's very uncomfortable for me. It makes me feel so awkward because it's something that I'll be like, ah, it's, I can do that. Well, well, here's the thing. And I think that I think you got to speak more into that because it sounds like I'm controlling Mm. But it's literally like I know he does for know. a fact mm-hmm. that Yvette would love to say no. She just can't, <laughs> and I'm just like, no, that's not necessary. Yeah, and it lo- I look like such a douchebag. It's him empowering me sometimes. Sometimes, because there are times when you're off. Like I'd be like, I can do that. Like it's not a big deal. Like for example, when you're when we were planning your sisters, uh, when we had that one day. When we were like kind of doing like uh, things for her ceremony, and I had started to say something that I could do something, and you were like, "No, you can't." Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh, "But I can." And sometimes I'm saying no because the emotional capacity. Not only that, but like, I also knew you didn't have time to grieve either mm. and process it either. So I was like, "You haven't even cried. I haven't seen you cry yet. Mm. So why are you asking to do something?" Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then I'll also be like, no, because I need her. Mm-hmm. You know? Facts. So I'll be saying no for me. And that is a thing, too, because I feel like my people pleasing, sometimes he's like, you're willing to go to those lengths for that person, and I'm over here asking you to do this, and you can't do that for me? Yeah. Like, Glenn would, I think Glenn would say that I'm, he's the only person I would say no to, 
But I think sometimes it's easier for me to say yes to other people because Glenn's needs are not as clearly expressed. It's just like, I need you. I don't know what it looks like necessarily, but I need you. Especially in the business Mm -hmm. because there were so many gaps. And I think that I I remember specifically you only having to tell me once. Like I remember I was trying to go to Bible study. It was Valentine's Day. And I was like, I'm going to Bible study. I'll see you later. Yvette goes, "Mm, I wish you as legalistic about reading the Bible with me than your friends. It's like, oh, it was like punching right through my heart. I was like, I, I hear you. You know what I mean? But I think that. He didn't go to Bible study. Yeah, definitely didn't. But like, I think that those opportunities to say those things, like I'm, I'm willing to receive that. But I'm also, I'm trying to protect you mm-hmm. from you. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because I know like, I can say no to a lot of other people. Some people, it's hard for me to say no to. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, my homie's wife passed away. Mm, yeah. You, I was very surprised that you did that. Yeah. And that's how I knew I it was like, no. yeah, yeah, I was like, what the heck? This isn't even the type of stuff. Yeah. And he does not, I did not have the time to do it. He did not. Mm-mm. I was stunned. I was. I stayed up till late doing that. Oh my And it's not goodness. like I won't sacrifice for people, but it's like, I can't necessarily tell you yes, because then I'm going to say no to my family about something else. Because the truth is- Opportunity cost. Hmm. It costs something. Mm-hmm. Right? So let's get into it. So, anywho, I do see people pleasing in Glenn as it pertains to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I am the only person I feel like he is adamant about pleasing, even above our children. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> especially above our children. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean by that? I just mean, I didn't mean it in any way. I was mm. just saying, you know, like, you don't care. <laughs> like the kids. The kids now would be like, I know you're gonna say no, but uh can we da, 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 da. no. And, and, and the thing is, it's like I say no because they finesse you so much so much, especially Anaya. Oh my gosh. Y'all think she has me wrapped around her finger? Absolutely not. Yvette is done for. There's nothing she'll be able to do. Yvette one time said something. She goes, some, she said something. And Yvette always says this to a night. She goes, you're my favorite daughter. Now, you're my favorite daughter, right? When you don't have any other daughters, makes sense. But everybody's That's listening. what they told me when I was a little girl. Yeah. and <laughs> Because I was the only girl. That's what I that was told. I was- and so, funny, like, Anaya, Yvette tells Anaya to do something. She goes... Mom, I'm your favorite daughter, right? Like she just said, I'm your favorite, right? Or something like that. And it was like, oh my gosh, it's coming right back around to you. But anyway, no, I don't necessarily care about pleasing the kids because I know that they're good with very little. Mm-hmm. They don't need much. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you're like, you're like, hey, let's go to this amusement park. Da-da-da-da. I'm like, man, we blow a balloon right in the house. We play <laughs> keepy uppy. <laughs> Bathrooms there, food there. We got chicken nuggets. <laughs> they are good. And he has definitely like you can tell who has been around who was the who's who the primary parent was 
by the child. Yeah. <laughs> because Theo and Raya are like, yeah, we got balloons, we got the TV, we got, and then we got, we, we can be home. Yeah. And I and Uzi like, can, can we, we go, go to the trampoline the, can park? Can we go to Hawaii? Can we go to the <laughs> I want to go on a road trip again. Anaya. That is Anaya. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So I definitely would say that my people pleasing with Yvette, I'm trying to make sure mm -hmm. she is good. She's good. She's good. She's good. And I think that comes from me believing the f tragic phrase, happy wife, happy life. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I believe that. That's what I noticed from a lot of the men I noticed, like growing up, like they were always trying to please their wives. And that was their measure of success. Mm -hmm. And I do believe that my primary care provider being my mom, like that affected mm -hmm. me focusing on like, the woman in my life being good because that's that's my only me measure of success was whether or not my mom was like cool. And we discovered we uncovered that in therapy. Definitely uncovered in therapy. I'm always gonna be shouting out what therapy has done for us, y'all, so that y'all know the power of therapy. Yeah. So um, anyway, like talking, like going through life using Yvette as my measure of success. Now, the bad thing is that it didn't stop at just me being a husband, but also for mm. me being a father and a man. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Yvette could say something that challenged me and I was completely convicted all the time. Um, but I think it definitely had some, it has a lot of bad qualities actually. Like, I mean, go the, ahead. Well, I'm just saying like me trying to please you all the time and you being my only focus and measure of success, like that affects us heavily. Yeah. Okay. It well, challenges, it challenged me because I feel like it got to a point where like, and it, and it was like a double-edged sword, I guess is what you would call it. But um, I would just be talking, like casually talking, like, oh, one day it would be nice to, you know, own a camper van or whatever. And next thing you know, for my birthday, Glenn's pulling up in a camper van. Not that we own, but it's like, hey, we're going to spend, we have the weekend to like have this camper van. Let, let's do it. And it was like one of those things where it's like, oh, he's listening. He's very thoughtful. Like he's registering the things that I'm saying so that he can surprise me with them later and do acts of, what is it called? Service. No. Random acts of. Kindness. <laughs> That's not what I'm trying to say, but I I'm guess. I'm sorry. I'll stop. No, no, no. That was great. Um, anyways, like surprises, just surprises for birthdays and celebrations or whatnot. But then it got to the point where it was like, he was really registering everything that I said. And I think we've talked about this on the podcast before about how, like, when I speak around Glenn, I have to like mean every word that comes out or else it, it cause he just registers it all. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know how he does it. It's amazing. It's a talent of sorts, but it hurts me mm -hmm. <laughs> because it's like, I wasn't saying that as an expectation of something that you're going to provide for me. It's just, it was just me talking. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm just kind of like, why are you talking if you're not saying something that you want? <laughs> <laughs> like, you should be saying what you mean, mean what you say. Your yes be your yes, your no be your yeah, no. Yeah, but it's like, you know how sometimes you just, you know, like, you just have a mind dump or whatever. And it's just like, I literally, it was painful. It, it, it still is, like, to be honest. Um, cause I still have to be mindful of what I say, but I do think that Glenn has gotten better of like at one point in our marriage, you would be like, he would literally ask me. So am I supposed to be listening to this? <laughs> <laughs> am I listening to this right now? Or are you just talking? Yeah. 
that was like one of the things which I think is very helpful for us. But I do I haven't heard you say that in a while. Mm -mm. Um, but I do believe that you've gotten better at gauging like what is something that I'm really genuinely like expressing and what is something that I'm not. I don't know. I just don't even be thinking about it right now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not really. And I would say that now because I do think that the people pleasing had the reverse effect on me where as much as like boundaries with family was for you, mm -hmm. right? Like you didn't have many boundaries because you're trying to please them. Like I didn't have boundaries of you when it was like I would just suffer in silence and just be hurt. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, and I would say that that's definitely one of the, you know, like things that they said come mm -hmm. out and, you know, are you a people pleaser or not? And you feel burdened by the things you have to do. You yeah, because that. once you said a, like you said something, you were just making conversation, and I was like writing a to do list. Like, hey man, she want everything, man. She got it. <laughs> like, and sometimes it's funny because some stuff you do be like. Remember, I said I want five kids or not four. Or remember, I said we want. I want to go to Tahiti. And I'm like, yeah, but was I supposed to be listening to that? <laughs> <laughs> like what is real no no the Tahiti thing was a thing though that was us we decided we were going to Tahiti yeah until we saw uh, <laughs> Tahiti cost we had to go to Tahiti when we go to Tahiti y'all know we made it <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. when we go somewhere it's gonna be it's not gonna be bootleg but I'm trying to tell you that them flights are expensive they are and um yeah we have we're not bankrolling like that yet mm -mm. but we realized that, uh, you know, I, I did realize that me trying to please Yvette, one, it's not possible. <laughs> it's so possible. What are you talking about? Um, I mean, it, it's possible to please you. Uh-huh. Right? But, like, make you happy. Like, that's your responsibility. Yeah. And... I thought for so long that like eventually I get to the bottom of that list and then I could focus on me. Mm, dang. Ooh. Ouch. Mm. <laughs> like I get like we be like, okay, Yvette hasn't she has everything she wants. Now I'm gonna get a PlayStation. You know what I'm saying? Or like something <laughs> that was valuable to me, but it was like, oh, you know what? Like I probably should focus on me because mm -hmm. I need me. You know? And that's really the most important thing. That matters, you know what I'm saying? And I think that me being a people pleaser to you made you, like, silenced you. You couldn't dream out loud. You couldn't talk, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? And I don't know if I'm as, I don't know how I'm doing right now in that. I definitely think you are, like, <laughs> I think you have more direction at this point in our marriage and in your manhood of where you're going and what needs to happen in order to get there that you kind of I hate to say it this way because it doesn't sound very good but you have a way of putting me in my place type thing yeah it doesn't sound good so what is the word I'm looking Ooh, for it that does not sound good <laughs> but I understand what you're saying I'm I, okay you have a way of not necessarily putting me in my place but refocusing me, recentering me, and reminding me of, hey, this is where we are going. I'm not going alone. You're coming along with me, and this is how we get there. And right now, this is not 
this is like a detour. You ever or use, a, uh, yeah. yeah. So I love that you use the word refocusing because I thought about like a camera. Like when I'm using mm. a camera like the EOS R5 and I have it on autofocus, it's trying to focus on many different things. It's like, okay, mm. you want this or do you want this or do you want that? And sometimes you got to put it in manual mm. focus and say, this is what we're focusing on in the moment. Mm -hmm. And I do believe that my tone could be a little sharp. Mm. And I say, I ain't doing that. <laughs> hey, baby. Okay. Uh, what's the last thing? You asked me for something recently, and I was just kind of like, you already were like, all right, I know you're going to say no, but listen. <laughs> I was like the kids. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What was it? It I was something know. that was like, I was like, yeah, we not <clears throat> doing that. Mm. Do you remember? No, I don't. Simultaneously. Cool. That is the word. You say simultaneously, not simultaneously. Is it simultaneously? Simultaneously. You say simul. We got to go to that man's YouTube page. I was right last time. Remember what happened? <laughs> I still want to know. Simultaneously. She does this all the time. <laughs> it's just one word. And it's like she's in the middle of a thought and it's a really processed thought. And you don't want to interrupt her. Is it really? Si I did not know that. Oh simultaneously. God. Yeah, it's simultaneously. I didn't know that. Please. All right, man. <laughs> I'm so happy I figured out because I've been distracted. Halfway See, that the was like completely out of the <laughs> that, I thought you remembered what we were, what it was. No. You remembered the word. Yes. That is insane. Yes. You are insane. I'm happy I did it on this episode. And people don't have to go to another episode. Like, what was he talking about? I want to know the word. Now you know the word. Oh, my goodness. Anyway. Simultaneously. Yes, babe. I know it takes a little bit more effort. Why have you never said this to me before? Because you've always been in the middle of a conversation trying to explain this and explain something, and you know how hard it is to get you to talk sometimes. <laughs> so it's like, all right, she's on a roll right now. Just let her get through this. Oh, my gosh. And then anytime I do that, I'll be like, babe, it's like this, and you'll go. <laughs> Just stick out your tongue at me like a daggone child. Anyway. I can't even deny that. How married are you, babe? Oh, my goodness. I am so married that I would say for the past week our fifth child aka dog Lily who's about to turn one years old one year old oh my goodness yeah sorry. I'm so sorry one year old one year old one year old that makes sense because it's not plural she's about to turn one year old um, she has, I don't know what's going on, but she's just waking up every night in the middle of the night. And, you know, after a while, it's kind of like, it's your turn, bro. Like, you got to get up. I know you hear her barking. I know you hear her, like, you know, doing her thing in her little crate. Get up. But I just look at him and I have laid there. <laughs> <laughs> like I have laid there for moments like, is he about to get up or am I going to be getting up? And then I'd be like, okay, I'm getting up. And I've stopped myself from being like, babe, babe, go get the dog. So I didn't wake you up. I'm so married I didn't wake you up to go let the dog out so she can go take care of her business. I just want to say for the record, anytime I hear a child or the dog, I'm up. I don't, I don't, I don't. <laughs> okay, y'all. Chocolate baby story time at the end. 
Last night, babe, Naya was she walked. I even saw her. I saw her come in. Why did you take care of it? No, listen, listen, listen. I saw her come in, but she walked to your side of the bed. And she, like, as she was walking in, she was just dad, 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 all the way over there. So the sound got further and further away from my ear. And I was like, okay, she's talking to your dad. And she, she like, started her full-on conversation. And I heard you snoring. And I was like, oh, babe, (laughs) he's not hearing you. I was bumping that sleep (laughs) apnea. I was like, Naya, what are you talking about? (laughs) And so I had to go help her. With her shenanigans. <laughs> she was talking to me and I was She sl- was talking. Sl- she started talking to you as if you were listening. I was like, and I do not hear him snoring. It was crazy. So I got <laughs> oh up. God, so I last hate- night, Lily did not wake up in the middle of the night because Glenn said he took her out before he went to bed mm-hmm. to go potty. Mm-hmm. So that's helpful. That's good to know. Maybe if you could do that more often because you are the night owl. Yeah. Um, That would be nice. But yeah. Babe, how married are you? Okay. So this weekend, Yvette was sitting there and she was just like, man, I really want a a butternut squash pizza from True Food Kitchen, which is like almost an hour away. Okay. But there's one in La Jolla, so it's not that far. Right. So she goes, yeah. Oh, man. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm going to go to the office. Do you need anything? She's like, you can drive down there and get me a butternut squash pizza. I was like, all right, cool. You know what I'm saying? I was like, cool. I'll order it. I mean, you order it. I'll go down there and get it. It's it's a long drive. You know what I mean? But when I get down there, this is the most complicated mall in I don't. I, it's like you need it. Felt, in San Diego, you ever get somewhere and you're kind of like, oh my gosh, I'm old. I'm old now. Like I don't know how to move around in this space. Like I'm looking around like a tourist. Like it's just very that hard. That mall to, is a mess. It is crazy. It's outside. But once you've parts been of there, inside. now you know how to get there. But I parked downstairs in the garage, so I had to come up to the surface and then find a directory. But the directory <laughs> is a touchscreen directory, so you got to touch it. And I was like, I don't want to put my hands on this thing with all the germs and stuff like that. So I'm literally like walking around. I'm like, hey, do you know where the you rest- did what you p- bypassed the whole directory because you had to touch it? Yes, you're. It's, come on, it's, you touched the doorknob to open the door. You what touched, do- what door? I don't know. There was no door. <laughs> Only doorknob I touched was our car door. Exactly, it's dirty. Yeah, but it's not. It's not UTC dirty. It's it's Henry dirty. Chocolate baby dirty. It's it's really just you, I, and the nannies that touched that. What are you talking about? So you think. Yeah. Anyway. So what about the person that tried to steal our car? What person tried to steal our car? Years ago? No, I'm just saying we never know if someone tried to steal our car and see if it was unlocked. I mean, they would be on the camera. We have cameras. Anyway, so what I'm trying to say <laughs> is I got lost in this daggone place and I was so stressed he out was because disoriented. You gotta take a ticket to get the parking and go inside. It's it, free for the first two hours. When the place directs you on the map, it directs you to where it is on the map, but that's not where you can park He's and get out. He's talking about when on his phone map. Yeah, on the map, people know GPS. They pull up and it's like it pulls up to a light that, but you gotta go inside to get to it. So I had to go in there, park. I parked downstairs. I went up. I'm asking people, looking at the directory, and it's outside and it's a bougie mall. You got the <laughs> Tesla store. You got Dolce and Gabbana it's and Louis Hoya. Vuitton. It's crazy, mm-hmm. and I'm looking dumb. <laughs> I'm looking dumb, right? In this place, like, and I'm trying not to look at anybody because I don't want to look like a creeper. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm kind of like, what? You know what I'm saying? Because I'm just like lost. I don't. I'm not dressed well. Like I'm just out there. Like I'm running an errand for my friend. I'm trying to 
I'm trying my hardest to look like a door dasher. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, okay, I'm, I know I'm going. I got to get the food and I'm leaving. That is funny. I walk into the place. They're like, hey. I'm like, hey. And they're like, oh, it's going to be on the counter when it's ready. It's ready because I was late because I got lost for 15 minutes. I grab the food. I don't know how to get back to the car. <laughs> And I you am didn't tell me that. Cursing <laughs> you out. It's like all the pizza spots where I had to drive past to get this freaking thing. And she is tripping. Like, why does it have to be here? Why does she tell me it was so difficult? But, babe, tell them what you did. Because last night, Glenn ate my leftovers. And what did you say? I said it was a good pizza. <laughs> I said it was, I said I could tell that if you would ate this fresh, it would have been good. Yeah. But the thing is, I drove down there, I got it. I get all the way back up and I'm like, babe, it was so hard to find. She was like, yeah, I'm so sorry I didn't tell you. She only ate half the pizza because it wasn't fresh. Ooh, I'm so married. <laughs> it was the ooh, I'm so married. I am so married. And that's, that's just how married we are.